0: Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the
1: Pacific Northwest.
2: Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba House of Team Reba, REMAX Metro East Side,
1: And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And
2: welcome back to the show, mister.
1: Here we go. Yeah, another another weekend of Open House. Also, Team Reba, thank you. I was away for a, for a couple of weeks there.
2: Yes, but it's good to have you back, thank and you. Uh, excited about today's show. And I'm glad mm-hmm. that I ate before yeah. I came into the studio. Are you? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. You, uh, yeah, I have a feeling if I had not had some snacks on my way in the car, by the end of the show, I would be just starving <laughs> oh i'm really boy. i'm not going to give it away yet of what it is that we're doing but i'm yeah. super excited to talk about this program you discovered and the well, people involved in the food and because you know i i'm a big
1: foodie oh big time big, well big, big, and, big, and big likewise foodie. you know but in this show you know, yeah he shows this... up on you more <laughs> <laughs> sorry oh, really sorry. my post-covid not so not so bad <laughs> but uh anyway but no this show um you know, we highlight real estate and finance, mm-hmm. and but we also like to talk about what's going on in our communities. Yeah, we like exactly. to talk about highlight good nonprofit mm-hmm. organizations. Well, and, and it's a
2: regional impact. You know what what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, Pacific Northwest lifestyle. What is there available here in the local area? That's I mean, right. There's lots of great stuff.
1: Absolutely, yeah. it's not just always sort of a to talk about rah rah rah. You know, like, kind of kind of a yeah, thing. You know, look, exactly. look at us, look at us. No, no, no. That's not what the point of the show is. The point of no. the show is to give you information. And we want that information to be valuable and worth a listen and enjoyable. And, uh,
2: and we want to know if you're listening, I mean, feel free to send us messages. We love Mm -hmm. it. We've been hearing more and more from listeners Yes, and it's totally fun. We love the feedback you guys are giving us. Um, we're getting hints on other shows that you want to hear. If there's, if there's, uh, if there's a business or a nonprofit or some other thing that you think we should highlight, by all means, please send an email to info at teamreba.com because my awesome assistant, Rachel, helps all the time with setting up all the guests for our show. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, we'll vet that out. Um, we're in the process right now. We've mentioned like we're reaching out to attorneys about different topics. I've got another tax person who I'm talking with this week coming up to discuss like new tax topics and mm-hmm. things. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. we're talking about estate planning, other things that are going to be coming up. So, absolutely. We want to hear about things that are going on, businesses, and things that you want to see highlighted and you think that are of interest.
1: That's right. And especially, you know, with current kind of circumstances being mm-hmm. what they are, you know, yeah. businesses are having to pivot. They're having to adapt. They're mm-hmm. having to make Absolutely. significant changes. Just like you
2: pivoted that screen for me so I could see yeah, the time. Yeah, you can kind of look at our clock Thank there. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I get the countdown. That's how I roll. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, but no, we we really, and, and and I know you feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I want to support our local businesses heck yeah i, w- I want to help them i want i yeah, yeah. I give them my my own my own business i i want to do mm-hmm. everything I can to kind of help support because i'm you yep. know we're we are we have talked about this before in the show you know this this whole pandemic, half the people out there are not really affected you know right. if anything they're busy busier than ever you you yes. and i are, are are a good example of that right. You know, but then there's the other half that have that really, really been crushed. And absolutely. They're either working in the service industries or they own small businesses. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and, friends and, of
2: mine with different small businesses of restaurants yeah. to bars to hairstyling to, you know, you name it. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, they're they're all impacted. They're the struggling. Yoga studios, right. gyms. Um, just. Yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely. yeah, so, we're going to continue giving the love, so mm-hmm. to speak. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, want to keep doing that. And again, if there's people out there that you think are worth us giving a shout out to, or possibly having on the show, but I mean, we do try and keep within as much as we can: residential insider, mm-hmm. commercial angle, green building and design, and then we have regional impact, and that's what mm-hmm. a lot of this falls under is regional impact, and then Pacific mm-hmm. Northwest lifestyle. That's right. So all of those are <laughs> you know worth uh, worth bringing up. Definitely. You'll we'll never run out of topics with all that.
1: And uh, not 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 around here, not with what's going on. Nope. I mean, we've got such a diverse. You know, area mm-hmm. and, and absolutely a, and a lot going on and a lot of creativity out there. You know, as as people are absolutely. working through 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 this pandemic.
2: Yes. So, but because um, we're not since we have guests today, we're not going to yeah. highlight too much about like our own mm-hmm. industries. Um, but just generally speaking, though, things are going over pretty well, mm-hmm. right? You know, things are still good, right? Like we haven't had any like outrageous changes in markets, uh, or am I wrong?
1: No you're you're absolutely spot on you know it's it's um, I've talked about it also in previous shows with especially with interest rates they're only going to go so low mm-hmm. and they we're there you know they're they're incredible they're historic mm-hmm. they're yep. not going to go much lower because there's just kind of a point where they just start sticking mm-hmm. and and rates are are impacted by capacity for right. companies to actually make loans, which everybody's at capacity at right. this point. So that that's gonna remain the same. Um one thing and if I don't know if we've got enough time. Yeah well, we've probably had enough time to talk. I want to talk a little bit about affordability. Okay. And, and some of the misinformation that's out there in the in the uh-huh. financial press. Okay. Because the financial press says affordability is terrible right now. And and when you look at like from a national compared basis, to what? Well what they're looking at is the median home price nationally is up about 15% year okay. over year. Right. That's the median home price. It, it, it is not the same thing as affordability. Right. And so I wanted to give some examples for that um, because do. a median home price means half the homes sold for more than that price mm-hmm. in the country and half this home sold for less than that price in the country. It doesn't necessarily mean that all homes have gone up 15% in value. Right. It just happens to be the homes that are selling right now. Yes. Are, are there
2: and and honestly like I've been talking with some other people there's markets like Idaho and Montana where prices have gone up 35 percent because people mm-hmm. in really big dense areas are now moving further out yeah and absolutely. so and so that skews a it, lot of
1: things it really does so but if we look at nationally appreciation is up mm-hmm. about seven percent mm-hmm. nationally which yeah. is which is strong which is healthy yep so if we looked at fourth quarter last year 2019 mm-hmm. the the average home price is 327 thousand. Fourth quarter this year, we're at about three hundred and fifty thousand. So, home prices average have mm-hmm. gone up about twenty two thousand dollars. Okay. All right. So, financial press kind of pay what, attention. What was the
2: median? 350? Three fifty.
1: Three twenty seven. Three dollars Okay. Yep. And then we're up to three fifty now. Okay. Nationally, so three fifty now. Okay. But let's look at interest rates. Because a year ago, interest rates were a percent higher than they are today. We were oh. at about 3.75%.
2: So these houses are more affordable than what they were last year.
1: Exactly. Interest rates have gone down a full percent. Mm-hmm. If you bought a home with, let's say, 10% down, your mortgage payment today for that home that's twenty almost $23,000 higher in price is going to be $77 a month lower than it would have been a year ago. Yeah. So basically, you're able to buy almost $23,000 more home for a lower monthly payment than than you could have a year ago. So, and then let's factor 10% down. We'll put some mortgage insurance in Mm -hmm. there, you know, PMI. That's going to change your payment a little bit. I'm still coming in about $70, $69, $70 lower payment today, Mm -hmm. you know, for that that median price. Let's look at income. Income has gone up about just under 6% nationally uh, right now. So the average income a year ago was about $5,000. Uh, today it's about fifty two ninety five, so so your income's gone up, let's say mm-hmm. just under three hundred dollars a month on average. Your payments sixty nine dollars a month lower on average. Yep. How is affordability suffering? I, it's so, not
2: okay. So let me ask you though, why do you think the financial press writes that? Because they, that's it's it's annoying. But yeah. I mean, why do you think? That's what they're putting out I'll there. I'll
1: give you a perfect example. You talked a while back about uh, listening in on a speech by a senior person from a big real estate company. No, I, no, no, I, they're I'm not real, a real estate, estate company. I'm sorry, real, real estate, estate, estate related website. website. We could okay. say Zillow. Okay, I don't Zillow. mind. All right. She puts
2: herself out there as okay. their economic director, and you're like, okay. So Whatever. economic
1: director had doesn't own her own home. Yeah. Has never been through the process. Doesn't understand mm-hmm. the process, mm-hmm. and and I think the same thing is is true for a lot of the financial press. These are folks that that really don't understand the, the real estate market or the financing process. And so they see a statistic like median home price, and it's up 15%, and then they just blast out an article. I don't know. Maybe even AI writes those articles. I don't know.
2: You know but what? That is highly likely. It is possible, yeah. That yeah. is highly... If you, okay, you and I are both prolific readers, Mm -hmm. and especially the stuff you see that's going out online. Have you noticed?
1: Oh, it's garbage.
2: It's total garbage, and the amount of mistakes. I mean, if there was actual true editorial work happening.
1: Oh, you mean like who, what, when, where, why, how? There's all of that kind of
2: stuff. There's all of that, but even just like sentences repeated mid sentence, and then, I mean, there's like. so many not to
1: mention the grammatical errors that just drive me nuts it's insane what's
2: coming out right now and i think that's because (laughs) we do have ai yeah yeah interfering and being part of all of that and they're just they're truly putting out junk yeah but see i always wonder though too is um you know we talk about how like fear is what impacts you know the markets Mm -hmm. right and i wonder if there's you know because think about all the bad news that some that helps them sell advertising. Like as soon as right. you're, and that's the other thing I worry about is like, are you putting out misinformation because you think somehow that's going to help you get you advertising, get some clicks? Yeah, maybe that's it's true, like clickbait, maybe because where it's like, because oh, let's get head, everyone.
1: If, if the headline read "Affordability is better than it's ever been," you know, is that going to sell more clicks right. than "Affordability is tanked because house prices yeah. are up fifteen percent?
2: It just takes me back to like what we're about on this show, like. You and I get into it sometimes and there's things where we're like talking about tough subjects, mm-hmm. but we go into almost every one of our, you know, weekend shows with a silver lining, right? And, and, and that's something I appreciate. With a, with a fair appreciate. mind. With a fair, a mind. fair mind. trying mm-hmm. to have a silver lining on some certain takes on things or at least trying to show some positive stuff that's out there. Mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling, you know, and listeners, you can tell us what you think about the show, of course, but... Um, you know, I think people want to hear the, you know, good debate, mm-hmm. but they also want to hear, you know, good, bad, ugly and different. But we also usually try and put a good spin on, you know, what is this information telling you? Even if it's negative, how can you use it in a positive way right. Right? We're, for we're, your own life?
1: Exactly. We were talking earlier about pivoting. You know, right. Here's some information. This is that the is a phrase, I'm kind of
2: tired. <laughs> I know. Okay. Now, you know, if you pivot well. too much, you go in a circle. Right. Good point. Or you get dizzy and (laughs) fall over.
1: Have you tried that one where you spin around and try and hit a baseball, hit a ball with a bat? Oh, boy. Yeah. Anyway, I have stories Uh, on that one. I
2: imagine you and Lance doing that a lot as children. (laughs) Well,
1: speaking of of pivoting, uh, we're actually going to jump on a bridge here in just a minute. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with the good folks from Spice Bridge. So...
2: I get, wondered where you were get going. Get your with appetites
1: that. ready. We're going to be talking about some delicious offerings, and that's uh, kind of new to our area. Stay tuned. We got more open house with Team Reba in just a few minutes.
0: Open house with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba.
1: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And we are here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock bringing information on real estate and finance mostly. but sometimes
2: about delicious things.
1: That's right. And today is no exception. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about a new local business called Spice Bridge located down in Tukwila. Uh, which is part of the Food Innovation Network, and we've got the, um, the executive director for SpiceBridge with us, Kara Martin. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Kara.
3: Absolutely. Really excited to be here, kind of virtually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, tell us a little bit about, about SpiceBridge and, and kind of what, what you've got going on.
3: Yeah, so Spice Bridge is a um, global food hall where um, open to the community and you can come and experience food from all over the world, but supporting local businesses. Um, so it is the home to our business incubator program where we're helping um, particularly women entrepreneurs get their businesses started um, so they can grow and scale and meanwhile, bring um, delicious, more delicious food to the community.
1: Excellent. And when you say food incubator program, I mean, or a business incubator program, so these are all uh, folks that are interested in ultimately opening up their own restaurants?
3: Yeah, it varies from um, some folks want to start restaurants, others may want to start a bakery or um, do packaged foods. We, um, um, a lot of the both, I know at least Terry that's here, um, she has um, some ideas on some of the food that she'd like to see packaged and that you could see in a, you know, um, a grocery store someday. And so, um, but one of the main challenges is um, in getting a, a, particularly a food business started is navigating all the permitting, um, the systems around that and getting into a commercial kitchen space. Right. Um, and really kind of getting your feet wet. Um, and so that's, the intent of the incubator is to not only help with kind of the the business side but also that physical a physical space um as well
2: so okay so i'm hearing uh, there's like kiosks at this food hall and it's tukwila is that right mm-hmm. it's in tukwila yep yeah,
1: yeah, right up on tukwila international boulevard 144th One, one four two
2: hundred. okay so, yeah, right by, we share the parking lot with the library. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. So how how is it, obviously, things are a little bit different in today's environment. How is that operating today? Do, can people come there? Like, what would they experience? Yeah, you know, the original
3: intent was that you would all come in and dine in the space and have more of an opportunity to get to know Um, the vendors as well as meet other people in the community Um, Mm -hmm. but we had to pivot um, and Mm -hmm. so right now we're doing um, takeout um, and there's some curbside pickup it kind of depends on the vendor and their setup Um, and we have a handful of businesses that in the next couple weeks will be doing some food delivery and we plan to be um, working with a food delivery service and be adding more of that Um, we've been open since. Um, September. So we're kind of slowly adding thing, these things on, making sure we have um, the operation set and that we're meeting all the COVID um, guidelines. As that's <laughs> okay. there's uh, much more that um, food businesses have to do right now to and, ensure and just,
1: um, safety. And just to describe it, Reba, if you if you go into Spice Bridge, there's four stations, and. So each one is run by a different different vendor and they rotate it you know throughout the throughout the you know, calendar so it's never the same for people there you know every time you go in they they have a, a schedule where they rotate but you also share a common kitchen isn't that right Kara yep
3: yeah, yep so that's um, one way that helps um, with the costs um, of the space is having a shared kitchen there's cook stations mm-hmm. within that station so the businesses reserve the station that um, they need um, to get cook up the food for their kiosk, and then we have eight businesses that rotate through those um, four kiosks, which means that every day that you walk in, there's a different um, mashup of the businesses. One of our customers said that they were going to try to see how many different combinations they could get um, because... um, a lot of people go in and they end up you know getting food from two or three of the vendors not just go- going to a single vendor and so what's that combination from around the world that you can get in one um, in one visit. Yeah. So
2: Okay, so um, for our yeah. listeners what I want to point them out to is if you know we're sitting here talking about it trying to give them a, a space to envision in their head but if you go to foodinnovationnetwork.org then a lot of the information is there along with the vendor schedule and what have you Um, that talks a lot about what the project is i am definitely looking at the schedule for when everyone's there it has all the different kinds of businesses that you have are currently that are running there and i'm already getting hungry and salivating slightly as i read the list
3: (laughs) this is sounding
2: delicious and i need to like i'm supposed to have a date later tonight i'm kind of like maybe we don't go to ballard (laughs) and we go down here instead and go check some stuff out um because this sounds great um so all right um well, what, why don't we, do we want to jump into the ladies who are yeah, on right now and give them an opportunity to talk about their particular businesses? Let's do. Let's okay. do.
1: Yeah. How about, uh, uh, Terry, um, are you, are you there?
2: Yes, I'm here.
1: Well, welcome. Let's, let's start with you because I, I have, um, had your, uh, soup go me tunk. Is that pronounced yes. right? Uh, oh. it's
4: pronounced soup go me ga tunk.
1: <laughs> That's what I said. No, I'm just kidding.
2: Totally. Um, Eric is known on our
1: show for butchering names, by the way. Which, which?
4: Well, you're 90. You're 90 you're spot on. Oh okay. man. Well,
1: tell Tell us a little bit about about your 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 kiosk.
4: Um, my kiosk is I'm focusing or on uh, just making authentic Cambodian food, and um, the idea is to bring from the home kitchen uh, way of cooking. Uh, and then bring that out to the um, public, to the community. So uh, Cambodian food and the food that I offer at the kiosk is a bit more complex uh, in, in terms of flavor. It's more flavoring, and it's more vegetables. Uh, I want clients to eat healthy, just like I'm cooking this at home for my children. And, um, and also it gives me an opportunity to keep some of our uh, Cambodian dishes uh, alive that's also been forgotten. So this week here, I'm offering a Cambodian uh, country-styled congee or uh, rice
2: porridge. Yum, yum. Oh my gosh, yum. (laughs) That sounds delicious. Okay.
4: And that is is full of uh, herbs, fresh herbs like uh, um, lemongrass, galanga, kofar leaves, garlic, um, turmeric, and a lot of fresh green vegetables, uh, squash, uh, taro roots, uh, tar stems. So it's a lot of uh, healthy vegetables in that rice congee. So it is a forgotten dish. Um, you know, some of the uh, people I've cooked for, I, I guess, at the community center uh, at South Park, I was requested to make that dish. And when I made it and I asked the senior, how how was it? Because it was my first time making it. Um, and they say they loved it. And the thing is that uh, every bite uh, they uh, they take, it brings them back the memory to before the war in our country. And one of the ladies, you know, we're looking at like 30, 40 years ago. And then this is like... Uh, the first time, they taste it again, and it brings back memory. The first time, they ate it and all the planning times that they want to make it, but because it takes a lot of uh, vegetables, a lot of preparation, so they never get to it. So uh, it's one of my favorite dishes, and it brings back my mother memory, too. So I wanted to offer this dish is, uh something to bring back, uh, the memories of for some of the Cambodian seniors. i also introducing to the uh, community that, um, you know, we have a very um, unique, uh, authentic uh, rice congee. It's not just rice in a soup broth and some toppings. so
1: well. This right. is a pretty,
4: pretty complex one. It sounds
2: complex. And I have to say, I think I now understand why my golden retriever drools when he watches me eat. Because <laughs> just listening to you describe oh. it, I'm, uh I'm ready to jump I'm in so, the car right now. I know. Yeah. Like, I, when, when can we pick this up? <laughs>
1: yeah, we messed up. We're going to have to do a remote, uh, uh, remote broadcast, I think, oh one of these days here gosh. coming up. This is, yes, absolutely. Wow. Well, so and let's bring in Liu um, Liu Yirda. So, are you there?
2: Yes, I'm here. Yeah.
1: So now tell us and tell us about your kiosk.
5: Um, my kiosk, mine is uh, an Ethiopian American food cuisine, um, and so we we try to serve both the Ethiopians and the Americans, and they bring to bring them together, and uh, maybe spice up a little bit American.
2: <laughs> yeah. We could use it.
5: Go, <laughs> go a little bit easy on the Ethiopian. So uh but without sacrificing the, the taste, the and flavors. Um so because I wanna give people especially I like to travel so I wanna give people especially who wanna experience, you know, exotic food or any new, wanna have new experience but didn't have a, an opportunity to travel to but want to travel. So I want to give them that taste and, you know, that chance so that before they want to, they're going to dive into the the, the full flavors of food. So if they go to Ethiopian restaurants, they will get the full, you know, flavors of, burst of flavors. So we people who are not ready for that, but they want to transit slowly, mm-hmm. yeah. I want to give them that chance, you know, without being afraid of, it being too spicy right. or things like that, and also uh, if you have been to an Ethiopian restaurant before, mm-hmm. it's, uh, when you order, you know it takes a longer time to get the food out, and you also it's also hard to go by yourself
2: because the food is designed to eat. You know, with a group of family, people. Style. family style. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I, I will. Yeah. I will tell you. I have done that, and I do a pretty good job of eating a lot of it myself. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a lot of food. Lot it is, of, is a lot of food. I took a yourself. lot home.
5: Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this one is my business. My is designed in a way so that people can go uh, without pressure and just pick for one person and also it would be so that it would be easier to just grab and eat right now okay and- you don't have to, especially for drivers, because we have a lot of overlisted
2: drivers. Yes, I'll bet. easy. So, Liu, so easy. We, we're going to need to actually have you hold that thought, because we're just about to go into one of our little message sections. But please okay. hang on to that, because we're going to okay. go to messages, and we're going to come right back and let you finish those thoughts. And then I want to hear about your black lentil veggie sandwich. We'll be right Open back House on Open House.
0: Team Reba okay. on AM 1590. The Answer. Now back to
1: Open House with Team Reba.
2: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side,
1: and Eric Oznis here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage.
2: Okay, not and
1: talking about real estate or mortgages in this segment, n- are we? No,
2: we are not. I'm trying not to lick the microphone <laughs> as know. I'm listening to delicious. <laughs> descriptions of food (laughs) um so we have three wonderful ladies on with us so we have kara martin who's executive director correct at uh, spice bridge food hall and then we also have liu yurda who is the chef and owner is it pronounced wuha yes wuha okay and then we also have terry knight who, uh, who is uh operating a kiosk with uh cambodian food which sounds super delicious um, we Just as we were finishing the last segment, though, um, Leo, you were describing um, that because the Ethiopian food often takes so much time and preparation, you're, you're finding ways to make it um, not having to be in family style and easily portable and, and carry away style, which is not typical, right? Um, and I know I was looking at your featured menu um, at the foodinnovationnetwork.org website, and on one of these, you have a black lentil veggie sandwich that sounds mm-hmm. delicious. Can you describe that a little bit for us? Yes. So a uh,
5: black lentil veggie sandwich is something, um, something I have to create for the uh, the American side of the cuisine. Uh, because in Ethiopia, we eat black lentils, you know, as a, a sauce with injera. Um but uh, it's uh, the black lentil sandwich is a sandwich that's made of of course black lentil and some um i also put some um soy chunks in it so okay. that people can can experience the meaty enough you know, thing okay. and also uh i put a lot of uh, different ethiopian spices in it and uh you know mm-hmm. to give it that uh the, and also we we make the lentil most of the time, to make it a little bit crunchier, a okay. little bit like you know, to to get that crisp in it, uh, whenever possible. So uh, that's how we make it, and do, it's usually served with uh, some cilantros and uh, some veggies, and um, also the of course the bread and some um, over roasted potatoes other side and the salad.
1: Wow! Well, oh, wow! Uh, oh. yeah. Well, and that's I've yeah. tried your injera rolls. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. in bread isn't, or in Jera bread isn't that pretty much like a a gluten free, you know, type of a type of a bread.
5: Yes, it is. It is. But we have both the mostly gluten free. But in America, because of the weather, uh, it's hard always to make it gluten free. Mm. So mm-hmm. we make it. There is uh, most of us we eat the one with a little bit of wheat in it, which is gluten which has gluten. But also we have, a, but naturally it's supposed to be gluten-free. Gotcha. gotcha. Did you say the yes. weather? The... Yes, it's hard <laughs> because of the weather, uh, the season changes. Yeah. You know, it's hard to make, to make denger. Denger, and making injera. Making
2: dengera is, is uh, another, you know, it's like a chemistry. <laughs> love yeah it's, it's, <laughs> well they always it's say baking is like make, chemistry making. so uh, i didn't ha- i did not realize that that's very interesting yeah it's
5: very hard to make it in here because of you know the cold weather and all those things uh, because the, because of the process of making it so okay because of the season changes it's very hard to sometimes and also the kind of uh Teff, which is a, a, the 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 grain, the, 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 yes, that the grain that we use for in, making injera. So, depending on where you buy it and what kind it is, you always have to know, you know, what kind of teff it is because it can it can well, mess you up because if you do it as a business.
1: Teff is is isn't that just pretty much um, from the highlands of Ethiopia? Right? Is that the, about the only place you get it?
5: It is, but I think also some people are growing it here. Ah, so okay. they are trying to do that. So because of that, you know, there is a lot of yeah. That, but yeah, because of that, we try to put the gluten in it. Like you know, for a lot of people, they can eat it with little gluten. If you don't have a a, a very high sensitivity to gluten, yeah. most people they can mm-hmm. they are fine because it's so much such a, a small amount. But yeah, we have with a gluten free too.
2: Well, I love that you're. Taking this and kind of combining, because we, you know, we have a, I, I'm, I'm sure you're aware of this. We do have a very large, for our listeners who may not be aware, we have a fairly large Ethiopian community here. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I'm sure the the folks from your own community are super happy to have this, but people who are foodies like me that like mm-hmm. to sample all kinds of, like we just got a brand new person on my real estate team. Her name's Bebe and she's Chinese. And we were just having a conversation earlier today about how much we both like food <laughs> and we Imagine love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I grew up in Kansas and honestly, all of you ladies, the, the small town in Kansas where I grew up in, there was Americanized Mexican food, Americanized Italian food and Americanized Chinese food and blah. And then just a bunch of blah American food. And when I finally left that small town and started going into other places, especially after I moved out here to the Pacific Northwest, and there was such a just bursting food scene, suddenly my taste buds, you know, shot off the scale in terms of joy because I was now introduced to Ethiopian, Cambodian, Vietnamese, Japanese, like true, you know, Thai, all kinds of things. So I'm excited to have you on here. I'm excited to have a a place where you can be highlighted to these wonderful culinary creations that that you're you're putting out there and letting other people experience because especially as um, as terry was talking you're bringing like a bit of your own personal soul and love and giving it out to the community because it's it's clear that you're passionate about it and that you have to spend a lot of time and effort to create these things in in a good way And I just, I I give you major kudos for for doing what you're doing. Absolutely.
1: Uh, And and Terry, so with your your Cambodian kiosk, what days are you um, currently scheduled?
4: I'm there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday uh, from 11 to 8 p.m., 11
1: a.m. to 8 p.m. Okay, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Now, is that every week or just this week?
4: Every week. Every week. Okay. Uh, Every week. Yeah, every week, yes.
1: Okay, and and Liu, how about how about you um, with Wuha?
5: Wuha, we are here on uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Sundays. Uh, well, Tuesdays and Wednesdays we are here from eleven to eight, and on Sundays, uh, depending on the day, but most of the time we'll be here till from ten till five. And okay. I just want to add, if it's okay, like uh, with a, I know you love this a black lentil sandwich, but this week. Beginning from this week, we came up with a new uh, vegetarian sandwich that has cuckoo and other uh, veggies, and we also came up with a new um, bread spread for the sandwich, specifically for that sandwich. That's a coconut uh, pesto,
2: (gasps) basically. Oh. oh, you just said one of my favorite flavors.
5: Okay, yeah, so you, might, you might want to come and try that. Oh, this sounds delicious.
2: I live in Renton, so I'm not far away from where you guys are at. So trust me, I'm coming down. Maybe with some of my people. <laughs>
1: well, I'm I'm going to say the you know I've I've um, ordered soup from Terry's um, Cambodian um, kiosk there. And it is a massive portion. They're huge. The bowl is beautiful. Could you so, stick your face in it? Oh, is that I could. what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think everybody, everybody, all the different kiosks are. You know, it's it's kind of like that. They're so proud of of what they're offering, and it is so good. You can really tell. There's so much care went into the preparation and everything. Um, so, and 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 kind of on that subject, Kara Martin. So, you know, executive director of of. Um, spice bridge what other vendors do you have there can can you kind of give us a a rundown of of some of the other ones we have
3: yeah um so let's see uh today we have um a fellas um which they do singly's um gambian um fusion um two sisters that run that they're there tuesday wednesday thursday um I highly re- recommend their chicken yassa. Um, it's got so many different spices in it. It's Yum. so delicious um, along with their ginger drink. Um, but we also on, um, on the other days at the, their stall is Moyo kitchen and they do a Somali Zanzibar um, fusion. Um, and I think I've had the most, one of the most mind blowing dishes of the year for me Um this, a a royal stew um so delicious (laughs) um and then we also so we've talked about terry um i had the best uh, thanksgiving feast um thanks to terry um from a a big platter that we ordered for my family um and then the days that terry's not at that stall is wenge's kitchen which is filipino food and they um, make uh, this fresh lumpia that is just i think a lot of people have had the fried version but the fresh is.
0: Mm, um, mm-hmm. out of this Yum. world, and
3: so like, a great lunch, like, you know, you, just, you feel really good afterwards. Um, and then we have Taste of Congo. Um, Caroline's running the only Congolese food business in the region. Oh, wow. Just had beef stew today, which, like, hit the spot, and she, she gives you a little thing of spices to add on your own, um, mm. and it's so good. Um, and then when they're not there, it's Sea Tango, um, and they are Argentinian, and they do um, empanadas from scratch Yum. and had those. all kinds yeah. of meats. Mm. Oh my word. Um, and then, um, in the stall that, um, uh, Liu shares the day, she's not there is Jazzy's and they do, um, Afghan food. And I've had some amazing, um, this, uh, birani that has, um, lamb and, and, um, yes. and like raisins and spices and it's just, um, so delicious so they all have like they really have got through their menu mm-hmm. um and uh, have something to offer that it's either unique and you've never had it before or mm-hmm. like harry is saying you're like finding the thing that you've been missing
2: well i'm going to also mention something that you say uh you, you say you'll find things what have you but for um I know we try and have evergreen shows and stuff all the time, but I also want to point out if there's any birthdays, holidays, things like that, oh, yeah. on your website, gift cards are available. Mm-hmm. Listeners, even if you can't get down there yourself or you think there's a foodie in your life who would love this, gift cards are available at the foodinnovationnetwork.org website. Um, and that's, again, where you can find each of these businesses and some descriptions and their menus and things there. Uh, I'm just, we're about to go into another break. So I want to just make sure that all of our listeners knew that that was out there. Um, but if you ladies have a few more minutes, we have one more segment left. If you'd like to stay on and listeners, we will be back here in just a few moments with open house with team Reba after we get done with some of our own messages that we need to put out there. We'll be right back.
0: Open house with team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. To open House with Team Reba.
1: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage, and I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And thank you all for listening in on your weekend to another episode of Open House. Today we're talking about some just delectable uh, topic here, uh, highlighting Spice Bridge down in Tuckwilla. Brand new, um, brand new business. Well, opens in September, and uh, located right on. Tuckwell International Boulevard and 140 seconds. brand new building just right by the the uh, the brand new library. It's a really an emerging area. It's it's mm-hmm. it's looking great. Everything is growing. A lot of new businesses coming up. New buildings coming up out of the ground. And so if you haven't been down to that area, this is definitely definitely worth a trip down that way to, to check it out. Probably only what ten minutes from South Center Mall.
2: Oh yeah. gosh, if that if that yeah if that actually definitely. eight minutes.
1: Actually, I know that exactly. <laughs>
2: Awesome. <laughs> okay. Of course you do because you probably go there a lot now, so so Kara, I have a question, so if this is new, what kind of what what brought this together?
3: Oh, that's a good question and, I mean this work has been in the works for over five years i I would say five years ago is when we really started to get some movement and through some community outreach that we were doing um and talking to folks in the community, really, the conversation started around um Health and and talking to people about wh- what do they need to lead healthy lives and not surprisingly people are saying well if I had more money in my pocket then mm-hmm. I could you know eat healthy food and right. um, and and so in pushing that a little bit further we kept hearing of people um, wanting to start food businesses as a pathway um, w- I mean dozens and dozens of people saying this. Um, and trying to figure out how to do it, and they knew kitchens were too expensive for, um, mm-hmm. for them to get started. Um, and yeah. so that's what led to um, Spicebridge. Um, we've been running the, the incubator is actually in its third year, and um, that we did a kind of a pilot, small project version of it in the beginning subleasing a small kitchen and helping businesses get started and getting doing catering, farmer's markets. Um, we, um, ha- well, last year we had a booth at Pike place. Um, we would have this year if it weren't for COVID. Um, right. but, so we've been working with the businesses for a while. Um, the cohort that you see at spice bridge, um, six of the eight are just opening. Um, two of the businesses have been in our program and, um, for the past couple of years, and so this is an opportunity for them to, to transition into to have, a, you know, a retail space. Um, they've been, they've, it was great having the kitchen, but that combination of having kitchen and retail space um, has been pretty key.
1: How about, what about the other aspects of running a business? Because it's, you know, you could be a really good cook or mm-hmm. chef, but that doesn't mean you can mm-hmm. successfully run a restaurant. Right. And, and they does, are tough. Does the incubator help with getting the business set up and licensing and permits and all the stuff that's, that's required?
3: Yes. Yeah, we do. And we do it with working with other community partners. So um, we work with uh, ventures, nonprofit business impact Northwest and then start from, start zone um, program at Highline college. Um, they all have business development training workshops as well as business coaching. And so we require anybody that applies to our program to go through um, that some of that training um, and then have a business coach ongoing in addition to working with us throughout the program. So both Liu and Terry have a business coach that's outside of, of what we offer, um, which is great um, because they're getting more support um, and we work with those organizations. So we um, – you know, there's some things that um, we get kind of more than some of the others, or um, they can or they can offer more services around like micro loans. That's not something that we offer a service around, mm-hmm. um, and so that way we can really kind of work together in supporting the businesses. And I'd say the businesses also do a lot in supporting each other. Um, they um, are really, I um, guess, <laughs> we kind of operate like a family, um, and there's a lot of. Um, kind of coaching that goes um, between the businesses they get ideas from one another um, and um, and that's um, really um, invaluable to have as well
1: that's awesome yeah that's awesome it's just such a such a great program Uh, Kara you mentioned that we were talking over the break that you may have some specials coming up for the holidays
3: yes Um, so we'll be rolling out pretty soon here so if you get on our Facebook or Instagram and we actually have two Facebook accounts. We have our Food Innovation Network and we also have our Spice Bridge. Um, so we have both um, Facebook and Instagram um, for for Food Innovation Network and Spice Bridge. Um, so we'll be sharing those holiday specials, um, and I think that's a great way to like make the holidays special. When yeah, I know for for my family, having Thanksgiving and just changing things up and. Ordering a, a platter from Terry made mm-hmm. Thanksgiving really special. Mm. um yeah. since we weren't able to sit around the table with others, and so um, I don't know. Twenty twenty is about making some good moments when you can. <laughs>
2: um, exactly.
3: And I think spice bridge can help make some of those moments.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's going to start making some of mine. I'm going to tell you that. Uh, <laughs> well, because I, I well, I love the idea of like the platters because on the site there's also information about like if you need catering and things of that nature. Um, Because, you know, there's I try once a week with my team to do a team lunch. And so this is, I think, a great opportunity for us to literally dive in and get some really interesting um, things for us to sample and try. In fact, actually, um, the the lady that you all uh, interacted with, Rachel on our team, who's my assistant, um, she's amazing and you know she's she's not been exposed to a whole lot of different food so even just in the years she's worked for me she's like oh I've never tried that kind of food before I've never tried Vietnamese food before I've never mm. had Indian food before I've never yeah. had so I can't wait to introduce her to this because she's just it's excited because she's trying all this new stuff so I mean she's worked yeah. in bars for years before so she basically got used to you know bar food and so now uh, we're opening her up to a whole bunch of other things I can't wait to introduce her to this this is gonna be fun
1: absolutely
3: you know and kids really love it too we're seeing kids come in with their families and i know like my own yeah. kids have favorite dishes out of um every every vendor uh, they love like oh you're bringing home a fellow's kebabs like that's and terry's uh chicken curry is like now their favorite like they didn't know chicken could taste like that <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes yeah that's a that's a huge thing there's a lot of um yeah, you know, when we talk about health and when like I'm I'm a big fan of organics and um, and my own personal health and as a person who's had cancer and had it through different members of my family, we're always trying to be careful of you know what we eat and how we eat. And I love that um, it looks like you guys have connections around how you get your your uh, different foods that you're cooking with and what have you. So there's some connections to all of that. But I I love this whole because healthy and prosperous and connected community. I mean, it it does. It really starts around food and super excited about what's going on. I'm I'm on Facebook right now, like liking you guys all over the place. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to jump on Instagram next and connect with you there. So this is great. (laughs) Loving it, loving it.
1: Awesome. Uh, Terry, any any other thoughts or things that you have coming up, um, you know, for your menu over the holidays?
4: Um, yeah, I have the new item that I'm actually introducing. The uh, it's called uh, Cambodian is called Nong Uh What it is is a uh, curry pastry. So it's the real uh, it's a Cambodian curry that is filled in a croissant uh, pastry. So and oh. uh, it's baked. It's baked and it's topped with uh, um, uh, coconut paste. Uh oh, my bar. chili oil paste. Um stop. I,
2: and... I feel like you're talking sexy to me right
1: now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's uh... so delicious sounding. <laughs> when will this be coming out?
4: <laughs> it, it's really, really good. Uh I found a way to make curry that is easy to eat, um, which it's also uh can be an appetizer. And it's really low price. It's only like three fifty per pastry with all that stuff in it. And so it's a great uh, item to share with families. And because uh, it's low, everyone can have a piece. Okay. You know? Well, or
2: not
1: mine. No. They can't. Well, but... <laughs> well, on that note, uh, Terry, Liu, Kara, thank you all so much for joining us today. Uh, we learned a lot and we're sitting here drooling. We're going to do, get down there as know, quick as we possibly each other. can. <laughs> Well, that's another episode of Open House with Team Reba. Thank you all and hope you
0: have a great weekend. To open house with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at TeamReba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. the preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of REMAX Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.